Hi, y'all. Quick little editing note before we get into the episode. One, if you are someone who's struggling to conceive, this may not be the best episode for you to listen to. Number two, I speak in very heteronormative terms throughout this um, podcast. I talk a lot about women deciding if they want to have children and women's biology and things like that. And I just want to acknowledge that non-binary people face the same issues, trans folks face the same issues, and and more. Um, So even though I am using the word woman throughout this, I just want to acknowledge those are not the only people who struggle throughout this decision, and I wanted to acknowledge that. You're listening to the Recovered Ish Podcast. I'm your host, licensed therapist, Amanda E. White. All right. So I'm really excited for this episode. Um, a lot of you all have been asking me about it, and I feel like it is the right time for me to dive into it. So today we're going to be talking all about how to know if you want to have kids and how to go through trying to make that decision. Um, I'm going to also touch briefly on how to know or decide questions to ask yourself if you want more than one child or not. Um, And I'm going to start like I always do by sharing my personal experience and then going into kind of what I see with clients, how I help them sharing some tips and ideas, signs that I knew I was ready to have kids, and then diving into some of your all's questions. So let's get into it. So I feel like the internet is ablaze these days with ideas, thoughts about whether you should have kids or not. And I think it is so exciting and great to see more people feeling like they have the choice to have children rather than just being feeling like they're they're forced into it. I feel like when I think about my childhood, there were never questions asked to me of, Amanda, do you want to have kids? Often it was, Amanda, have you ever thought about what, what kids' names you have picked out yet? Or how many kids do you want, Amanda? Where do you want to live, Amanda? Things like that. Um, it was very much just assumed that I would have kids as a woman. And I think um, – I think part of that generation and our our parents' generation, it was also assumed there wasn't really the freedom to choose whether you wanted kids. Um, I also want to very much acknowledge that I think in this day and age, because of how expensive kids are, because of the lack of, especially in the United States, uh, paid time off, the really the big inequity with how expensive childcare is, how difficult things are for parents and especially moms. I think a lot of people also maybe want kids but feel like they can't have kids. They can't afford them. They're not in the right financial place. Maybe they're single. They don't have a partner and they don't feel like it's feasible for them to do on their own. So I just really want to acknowledge that and have that as the context before going in. I know that not everyone has the luxury of getting to just kind of pick and choose whether they can or they can't. Um, But yeah, I'm really glad that people are choosing. I think that, you know, I have a couple of friends who aren't millennials who are kind of like Gen X and um, they've told me and some of my clients I think who are in that generation too have kind of been discovering with social media and people talking about it that they felt like they didn't have a choice. And as a result, parenthood was really, really 
a huge wake up call for them? Wasn't, you know, they didn't think about how it might impact their physical health, their mental health, their career, things like that. And um, they've had a different experience, I think, than people who took their time, waited, really, really thought about it. So I think that that's really an interesting juxtaposition. And if you are someone um, who is like a Gen X or older, I'm very interested in your opinion. If you want to email me, I would love to hear if that feels true for you. Um, But what I can say for myself is, like I said, I always just assumed I would have kids. I I think that's how I was raised. I just assumed I'd have kids because I literally had no role models growing up either of women that I knew that didn't have kids or or chose something different. So I think it's great that there are more choices now. Um, One thing that did feel very distinct for me though is there was a big difference to me between getting married and having kids. And it was really interesting to watch friends of mine or other people I know really have that be lumped in together um, and feel like for them, the reason to get married was to have kids. When they got married, that was the agreement with their significant other that they would start trying to have kids and, and want to have a family. Where for me, those things were really, really distinct. I think part of it is because my parents waited a really long time before having kids. They waited seven years before having kids. So I always knew that story growing up. Um, I also think just with my husband and I, we had said we probably wanted kids, but we had always kind of been clear that we weren't 100% gung-ho about it, and we just kind of had an agreement that we would discover it together and figure it out. My husband was very kind of of the boat of, it's your body, it's your choice. Um, I'd like to have kids, but if you don't want to or you can't, we'll be okay and the two of us are still a family, which not everyone feels that way, of course. So it was really interesting to see so many people I knew and loved just immediately have kids because for me, I was like, these are two totally distinct things. I think for me, a big part of it also was knowing that obviously I didn't by any means want to get divorced, but I knew that if something happened in my marriage, I could get divorced. It was an option. And kids felt very permanent. It felt like I can't undo this if I choose to have kids. And as a result, there was a ton more fear around making the wrong choice, um, regretting having kids, regretting being a parent. I spent a lot of time as I was trying to decide whether to have kids online looking up people talking about how they regretted having kids. And it was a really scary – it's scary to read people's stories sometimes. But I also think, again, it shows that I think, you know, obviously the internet didn't exist generations ago. But I think that it's really great that more people are open and talking about it. I mean, especially – God, I could have a whole episode about my enragement of Roe versus Wade being overturned. But – you know, this idea that just everyone wants kids, that it's fine to just have kids when it's not a health neutral event. I mean, eventually I'll go into my story of pregnancy and birth and everything. And I had really, really rough goes of both and was in a few life threatening situations. So the idea that it is just totally neutral and it doesn't matter 
is just completely not true. Um, it's not health neutral. Your body is permanently changed from having a child in one way or another. It doesn't mean that you will have permanent complications for the rest of your life necessarily, but your body is changed from having a child. So anyway, after that aside. So yeah, so I think it's really great that more people are talking about it. Um, I love that you all are reaching out to me on Instagram and asking me questions and trying to figure it out. I think it just shows millennials are being a lot more thoughtful for whatever reason, like I talked about, whether it is they want to have kids and they're not sure if they will be able to, or just people talking about whether they feel like it's worth it. Because I think that's also been a response to a lot more of the really, really honest motherhood and parenting content that is on social media. Um, I think when you grow up, you only really see your parents' perspective or if you go to friends' houses, right, their perspectives on kids. And then you grow up and you talk to your friends about how their parents did things. So it's really, really interesting seeing women be a lot more honest on the internet about how challenging it is, how hard it is. And while I think that it can have I think it can scare some people. I I think it's really, really needed. The hard thing, though, about the algorithm, right, is if you're served a motherhood post, right, or a motherhood, you know, TikTok video and you watch it because you're scared and it's, like, really interesting to you, you're going to start getting served more and more and more of that exact type of content. So you can go down rabbit holes that just continues to paint motherhood and parenthood in a really, really negative light because you're just served more and more of that. And maybe it is just my algorithms because I would watch those videos, get really scared and feel like, oh my God, why does anyone have kids? I don't understand. But there isn't a lot of balanced content out there. I mean, I think that is the hard thing about social media, right, is that it tends to highlight extreme sides of the spectrum where I think if you look back when the internet first started, when bloggers were kind of the original, um, before social media started, bloggers were really the thing. Um, women were really kind of into pretending to be perfect. I think kids were often dressed up in outfits together and, you know, women were sharing craft ideas and connecting to other stay-at-home moms, which was really needed and helpful. And then as Instagram came out and people started being more honest, and especially I think with TikTok, because TikTok is even more authentic than Instagram. And as a result, right, with Reels, it has kind of changed Instagram a bit. People had a – people started sharing honestly what motherhood and parenthood was like which again, I think was a really important counterpoint to all of the perfection. But as a result, I think we're left with these two extremes. People pretending to be perfect, like children saved them. You see captions of, right, like I've waited my whole life for you. My life is complete. I've never known love like this. Or the, you know, moms crying on camera, hyperventilating, feeling like they've regretted having children, talking about how their self-care is literally just like taking a shower. And that as someone who is an adult who, um, you know, if you are in a good point in your career, you genuinely like your life, is really scary, I think, to see that content and to feel like, oh my God, I'm going to be giving up everything. And I think we forget that it's just a moment 
that's captured, right, when that parent is saying that. But we tend to think, oh my God, that's how they feel all the time. And it's often, right, like countered with, but I don't regret it, but I love my children, but, you know, they're worth it. But if you don't have that context of the love of a child, if you can't imagine how much love you have, you can't really understand why I wouldn't even do it. At least that's how I felt. I couldn't wrap my head around it because people would just say, well, of course it's worth it. And I was kind of like, well, it doesn't seem obvious to me. Like, what do you mean, of course? What what makes it worth it? And people are like, well, I just love my child more than anything. But you can't really imagine that, I don't think, until you necessarily have a kid. And I'm not saying that the love of a child is a different type of love necessarily than love for other things because I, I think sometimes that's like an unhelpful thing to say because I don't know. I don't – well – I feel that it is a really unique type of love and I love my child so much and I love her more than I ever really could have imagined. I don't think it's fair to reduce people to only if you have kids can you experience this love. People are so different. There's 8 billion different types of people on the planet. And who am I to say that other people don't experience really intense love with their partner with a with a another child in their life with something else. I don't know. For me it it it, it does feel unique. Um but I I think that it's I think that it's not fair to and it's like exclusionary to act like you can only understand being a parent until you have a child. While for me that feels true, I didn't totally understand it. I don't think that that's the case across the board. So anyway, I just think, yeah, I think that it's it's hard as you're making – like I think it's good and bad. I think it's hard when you're trying to make the decision when you just keep seeing negative content about parenthood. But I also think that it makes people who do choose to have kids more aware of their choices and maybe more prepared. I mean, if you have known forever you've wanted kids, always wanted kids, never thought about it, like don't – you don't need to seek out – this type of content that I'm talking about right now. You don't need to scare yourself. Like when I was pregnant, I didn't seek out tons of stories about giving birth because it was already happening, right? Like I already had decided that I was going to give birth. So learning all about what could go wrong and stuff wasn't really helpful because I was already in it. So I think if you already know for sure you're going to have kids – it's probably not helpful to seek out different ideas and different like negative experiences necessarily because I don't really know if that's going to prepare you and it might just scare you if you already know you want to have kids. But for those people who are truly on the fence or just confused, I was really confused why people would want kids. I just like did not get it for a few years. Um once I had the opportunity to think about it. I think for me too, it was hard because I got married right before the pandemic started and I had all of these ideas about traveling and what I wanted to do the first few years I was married and the pandemic just totally derailed that. Um, so it just felt really frustrating and it it made me think about should I wait longer than I had thought about having kids so that you know my husband and I can travel and we can do these things. 
I think it's also so hard as a woman when right as you start to kind of hit your stride, right as you start to, you know, maybe experience some success in your career in your mid-30s is like the peak biological time to have a child. And there are so many people who, you know, thank God for reproductive science. There's a lot of advancements that allows people to choose and to have more time. And, you know, you can freeze your eggs, you can freeze embryos, you can do different things to try to extend that time and delay making the decision too, um, which I think is something that's interesting to explore is if you're on the fence and you can afford it, it might be something to explore to freeze eggs you know, if you're a woman, because it can give you some time to decide and you don't, you won't wake up when you're, you know, past your ability to have children and then feel like you don't have the choice anymore. But that's a different conversation. Instead, what I'm saying is that I think that it's just, I think it's really hard. I think, I think especially if you have a career you like, if you're in a relationship you love, it is so hard to when people are just like – I used to hear people saying, I loved my husband but then I had kids or I loved my partner and then I had kids and then the love for them was so little compared to the love I had for my child. And that is like not a comforting thing to hear when probably the person you love most in your life if you know, is your partner and then to be told that – that's going to be like nothing compared to something else. It it feels very like I am going to totally lose my identity. And that was a huge, huge thing I was scared about. I think especially not just on social media, but the way sometimes parents talk, there is like a language that they have that they make fun of their kids. They make fun of their life. It's, you know, it's very like it's awful, but it's great. And again, if you don't have that context, it's really like alarming to hear. I mean, I had friends who used to say things like, we're miserable. Come join us in the misery and start having kids. And it's like, um, I don't want to be miserable. Why, like, like, why are you – why is this so great if you're telling me how miserable it is and you're trying to get me to be miserable with you? You know, it's kind of like a more extreme version, I think, of how com- people complain about their jobs. It's just something you do. It's in like the, you know, it's just in the culture that we're in where we like make fun of how working sucks and our, you know, our life sucks or whatever. Just like how we all talk about how we're tired all the time. But um, again, it's different, I feel like, because if you get a job that sucks, you can potentially get a different job. If you are miserable doing something, you have choice and power. And that was what was so scary to me is I was like, this is the one thing in my life I can't undo. I can't change my mind about. It's very, very permanent, which was really scary. So hearing, yeah, parents talk about it, parents, you know, making fun of their kids on the internet, parents saying how, you know, the whole just you wait conversation I swear, it drives me crazy. I think it's just such a disempowering, unhelpful, not very funny narrative where if you tell a parent, if you're friends with someone and you say, I'm tired, right, or whatever, they're like, just you wait until I have kids. You will never be more tired in your life, right? Or you say, I'm busy. Just wait until you have kids. You say, you know, 
my life is a disaster right now or my house isn't clean. Just wait until you have kids. Everything is so negative. Or if you are pregnant or you have a child that's young, right? Everything is just, just you wait, just you wait. And this whole just you wait acts as though everything gets worse and worse and worse. And it does make you sit around and be like, if everything is worse when you have kids, why does everyone have kids? It was so confusing to me. Again, if you're someone who've always known you wanted to have kids, I mean, I guess I can relate to this in terms of marriage. Like, I always knew I wanted to get married. I always knew I wanted a partner. I never questioned it. Even if someone would say, you know, you think it's hard living with, you know, your your partner now, just wait until you get married. It gets harder. Just imagine sharing finances with someone or this or that. Um, I was never really bothered by it because I felt very much like, well, every relationship is different and my, I have faith in my partner and I's ability to work things out. Um, and I also just, to me, logically always felt like the benefits of being in a partnership, being married outweighed the drawbacks or the costs. I mean, there's costs and payoffs to everything we do, but it was always very clear to me. So even, you know, when I had friends who maybe like weren't in relationships or didn't want to get married, when people say things like, why would anyone want to get married? You know, this amount, I don't know what the current statistics are. Apparently they are lower because of millennials with the divorce rate, but, you know, I don't know if it's been long enough for us to really be able to tell. But Right? Like even when you hear statistics like that, for me, I was just like, it's it feels very worth it to me. So I didn't even spend any time thinking about whether I wanted to get married or not. I always wanted to get married. And I really think some people feel that way about kids. They're just like, it doesn't matter how hard it is. It doesn't matter what you tell me. I've always wanted kids. I want this for myself. I want a family. And that's great if that's you. And this episode is probably not helpful for you. But I think a lot of us are – more on the fence, more, you know, as more information has come out. Um, maybe you do feel like how I felt where you literally are like, why are you having kids? Like I literally couldn't understand. And the hardest part is that no one could tell me why they had kids. Like I would ask people who were complaining or miserable and I would be like, why did you have kids? I don't understand. And they would be like, there's no love like a child. And I believe that that's true for them. I could not conceptualize that for myself, and that didn't feel like a reason to have kids for me. Um, And I think what's really hard is when you do an actual pros and cons list, which can be really helpful. It was something that I did when I decided to have kids or when I was trying to figure out whether to have kids. I did a pros and cons list um, about it, and you can think of so many negatives. Like, I think that's what's so interesting is there are a lot of drawbacks to having kids. It's expensive. You're giving up tons of your time. You're potentially stunting your career growth if you're a woman. Um, You, you know, if you're a woman also and you're going to be carrying the child yourself, it is going to change your body. Pregnancy is awful. And, you know, though some people love it, there's a lot of negative things about having kids. But where I got to is even though there were more cons on my list than pros, ultimately the one that mattered was that I wanted to have a child. 
I don't know for sure if I'm going to have more than one and I didn't know back then. And I think that's really important too. I think so many people – in I mean – to, to each their own. If if for you, you're like, I need a family, I need multiple siblings or none, that is absolutely your choice. But for me personally, and I think it can be helpful rather than overwhelming yourself, you can choose whether to have a child. It doesn't need to be that you're choosing to have children, to have kids. It can be one. And that helped me. But I I kind of got to the point where I was like, all of there's more negatives, right? There's more cons than pros. It's not logical that I want a kid, to be honest. It doesn't feel logical because of how many cons there are. But the most important pro is that I wanted one. I wanted – not because I was obsessed with babies, but because I wanted to be a parent and I wanted to parent a child and have a child in my life. Um, And I think that that is an important distinction too because a lot of people just told me, You'll just wake up one day and you will have baby fever. All of a sudden, you'll be walking down the street and you will see babies everywhere and you will just think they're amazing and adorable and you will just have this switch that flips and you will just be obsessed with having kids. I mean, granted, I'm only 32, so maybe if I would have waited a few more years, I would have felt that biological switch. But I did not feel that way. Um, I didn't have a child because I love babies or have baby fever. I had a child because I wanted to be a parent and because I wanted to have a human kid in my life who eventually will become an adult and because I think that I have something to offer um, and I would like to be able to offer that. Um, I also think it's – I also think – you know, it's really important to to have kids because you want them, not because, right, society is pressuring you or you think you should or because you want someone to take care of you when you're older or things like that. That's just not an empowering choice. And having kids is so, so, so hard. And like I said, I think on so many levels, so illogical. It is so much better to go into it being like, I am choosing to do this. This is my choice. And, you know, this child doesn't owe me anything because it was my choice to bring them into the world. I think that that is a lot um, more empowering than people like in the boomer generation or our parents' generation who I think they weren't given a choice. So it was very like, you know, I I wiped your butt for this amount of years, so you owe me. And I think that's so disempowering because parents are the ones for the most part, right, obviously – People get pregnant. I mean, abortion is under attack in many areas of this country, so it's not always an option for people. But if you choose to bring a child into the world, I think taking responsibility for your choice um, is really helpful and is a better place to come from. So, yeah. So I guess the whole point of me saying all of this is that it is okay to be afraid. I also hate the narrative when I talked a little bit about, and I've talked about it on social media, whether I I didn't know whether I wanted to have kids or not, people will come out of the woodwork and tell you that you're somehow already a bad parent before you've even become a parent. And that was wild to me. Like people are allowed to not be sure and figure it out out loud without then be like you cannot be sure if you want to get married and then get married and that doesn't make you a bad partner or spouse 
just like you cannot be sure about a job and then you can take it and you can love it or maybe you take it and you don't like it. But just because you're not someone who is extremely decisive doesn't mean that you're a bad person or you won't be good at that. And I really hate that narrative. And it was something I didn't totally understand because I am typically a pretty decisive person. Um, I knew pretty early on what I wanted my career to be. I knew I wanted to marry my husband pretty early. Um, I knew I wanted to like open my practice. I've known things a lot and haven't been super indecisive. But having kids was something that I was super indecisive about. And that doesn't mean that I didn't want them or I was a bad parent. And I hate the narrative, right, that people are indecisive and then they have a miscarriage or something like that or they struggle and it's like, oh, it's because you weren't sure. That's complete bullshit. So all this to say, if you aren't sure, it's okay. One of my favorite resources that I discovered through this whole process was there is a Reddit group called Fence Sitters. I'll link it in the show notes. And it is, I mean, I've also, like, you can go down rabbit holes. I went down rabbit holes on Reddit, and there's a thread also on, like, regretting having kids, which is worth potentially a gander, though it may scare you. Um, and then there's other Reddit threads about, um, you know, all different sorts of topics. I did a lot of research when I was trying to figure out whether I wanted to have kids about whether kids make you happier or not, and based on what it seems the research says is that it negatively impacts your short-term happiness. But when people look back at their life and say what they're most proud of, what's most important to them, what makes them the happiest throughout their life, they do tend to say they're kids. So people say it does positively, right? It's like short-term negatively impacts your happiness, long-term positively impacts your happiness. But I also think like you have a right to want your happiness now. Like you have a right to not just be like, I'm going to sacrifice everything now so that I'm happier later in my life. Maybe you want to. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that either. I know quite a few people in my life who are like, I'm going to have a bunch of kids back to back. It's going to be really hard. But I'm I when I think about my life when I'm 60 or 70 years old and I think about who's around my table, it's really important for me to have a big family. It's important for me. I want to have grandkids. You know, maybe not all your kids will have kids, but you're more likely to if you have a larger family. Um, I think also some people really feel like I need more than one child to be a family. That's what a family looks like for me. And you have every right to feel that way. That's not something I personally feel. I very much feel like I felt like my husband and I were a family when we got married, and I feel very much like we're a family with one child. I don't know for sure if we will have another, um, but there are people who feel like they need more than one to fill that role of what a family is, and there's nothing wrong with that either. Reddit. Back to Reddit, right? So um, yeah, you can look at why people have – like there are Reddit threads about people regretting having kids. There's Reddit threads about the fence sitter. And I really, really love the fence sitter Reddit because what's really unique I think and cool about this thread is often people who have decided one way or another come back and like update the community about their choice. So it's really cool to see people say, you know, I had a child. I was terrified and it really – was amazing and I'm so glad I did it. Or people that say, I didn't have a child and my life is great and I don't regret that either. And you can kind of learn a little bit 
more about that and people will ask questions. And I just think it's a real, you know, Reddit can be a black hole for sure. But um, I highly recommend if you are a fence sitter, checking that out and just um, seeing what people have to say. Because I think what's so hard again about the choice of whether to have kids is people who have kids can't always verbalize why they love their kids or why they're happy they had kids logically. Mostly what they say is, it's a love I've never known. I have a family now. It's amazing. The, my baby is so cute. My kids are so cute. My kids are so funny. Um, my kids are entertaining. And when you're sitting on the outside thinking about the money, the time, the stress, the toll it takes mentally, physically on your, you know, on your relationship or co-partner, um, on your career, right? It's like because your kid is cute, that doesn't seem like a good reason to have kids. So I think that that's what's really, really hard. I think maybe if you're thinking about having a family and you're, I think thinking about where you want to be in your life when you're older, I think is a very helpful way to phrase it. Um, But I think not always are parents able to verbalize why they had kids and why it's worth it for them. So I wanted to share with you a little bit about, I, you may have seen this, I did a video about ways, because I felt like there are actually some tangible ways my life has gotten better since I've had kids. And it feels like these are reasons that maybe you all could relate to or someone who doesn't have kids could relate to. Or if you're pregnant or you do want kids and you're just looking for some assurance, it might help. Um, so I wanted to share some of those with you. And it also gives light into, I think, how I knew I was ready to have kids. I mean, I don't know if you're ever ready, right? That's the problem. And what I can share also is that my uh, parents really, really struggled to conceive. So I had an idea that it was going to take me a really, really long time to conceive. And then I got pregnant immediately, which was terrifying and overwhelming and not what I expected. I did not feel ready whatsoever. So I was hoping that I was expecting it would take quite a bit of time for me to get pregnant. And I was expecting during that time I would become more sure. And I thought, I think that was what was challenging for me is I was at the very beginning of just being open to having kids and I was really expecting it to take longer. Um, and that then it would kind of, I would grow into wanting to have kids. Instead, I was shocked and immediately was having a child, um, and really overwhelmed about it. So, some of the ways that my life has gotten better since I've had kids, and this is something, the first reason is also something I realized made me start to be open to wanting kids, is I was feeling bored. And I want to be clear, not bored in the sense of I wasn't tired, I wasn't stressed, I didn't have a lot of work, I didn't, um, you know, feel like I had tons of time on my hands or anything like that. But bored in the sense of kind of restless, like I was exhausted from work. I, a lot of my friends had kids or I didn't have tons, you know, it, it felt different than when I was in college or after college where you spend tons of time with your friends and you have these really nourishing relationships in your life. It felt like people had spread out a bit. So it was, I wasn't spending tons and tons of time with my friends and really getting that nourishment. And I felt unnourished in relationships in my life, essentially, beyond, you know, my family, my friends, 
my husband, it felt like I needed a deeper relationship in my life. And I'm I'm phrasing it this way because I don't necessarily think feeling this way means you have to have a child. Like I said, again, I think if you are in tight community with people, if you have the ability to have great relationships in your life and spend tons of time with them, I think that this doesn't need to be solved with having kids. But for me specifically, with where I am, with my friendships, with where they are in their lives, it felt like, you know, there's only so many nice restaurants I can go to and things I can do on the weekends that are interesting and unique that fill me up. A lot of my time, I felt like I was at these, I would be at a restaurant or whatever, and I would be having fun with my husband, but it felt like I felt bored kind of, not because there was anything wrong with him or us or where we were, but it was just like I wanted another relationship. I wanted a deeper relationship in my life. And that started to feel like a sign for me. And I wanted to explain that because I don't think it's boredom just in the sense of we have nothing to do. Like we did fill our time. We did have things to do. Um, We still have a lot to do. It's just a different type of boredom that's like, relationship specific in my opinion or purpose specific. I mean, I'm very nourished by work. I love my career. A lot of times, you know, I love my clients. I have amazing people that work for me and I'm very nourished by that. But it just felt um, like when I would have more free time, I would just fill it all with work or um, and that wasn't like nourishing me in the same way anymore. So that was a sign that I started thinking about like, oh, it would be really nice to maybe have a child and be able to like do things with them or hang out with other parents with kids and things like that. Not that we couldn't hang out with our friends who had kids before, but it just gives you a different, I think, even just like holidays, right, are more fun when you have kids because a lot of things are geared towards kids and you get to see things through their eyes, their perspective, which is really cool. So that was one of the biggest reasons that I realized that I was open to having kids and I was starting to get ready for kids. And I can clearly say after having a child, it is – that feels very filled for me. Um, I do feel like I am nourished by my child. Like at the end of the day after I finish working, I'm so excited to see her. Not that I wasn't excited to see my husband at the end of the day. But there's just like a different level that happens for me personally when I get to interact with my kid. It's really fun to think about things to do with her and show her. Um, and that's been really, really fun and and nourishing. And I don't feel that restlessness that I used to feel before I had kids. So that's one way my life's gotten better. The other way my life has gotten better is I am someone who doesn't really love a schedule I, I show up when I say I'm going to. I'm very like I can hold a, um, appointments and things like that. But I don't really love to make a schedule for myself. In the past, if I am inspired by work, I like to stay up all night and do work and then sleep in during the day. And that doesn't really work when you have a child. You have to stick to more of a routine so that then you can help them stick to a routine. And that has been something actually, like creating routines. I've really struggled my whole life with implementing as much as therapists, my own included, preach about morning and evening routines and rituals. Until I had a child, I never really did them. Um, I like, I've gotten, I get lost in work. I get lost in things and will forget to eat or forget to um, 
you know, like take a shower or whatever and we'll just get totally lost in work. And this gives me something, it like tethers me. I guess this is making me sound unwell, but it tethers me to reality a bit. It gives me a little bit of a schedule and I've really been enjoying that and I feel like it has absolutely improved my mental health. None of these reasons, by the way, are reasons to have a child. I want to be super clear about that. Like feeling bored is not a reason to have a kid. Struggling with keeping a schedule, not a reason to having a kid. But these are reasons that maybe if you are someone who has figured out and decided you want to have a child, um, I think that these are reasons that your life can improve, that may help you feel less scared or may help you feel like give you some context for why people like having kids if you, you know, want a child like I did, but logically you're like, it makes no sense. Your life isn't all going to get worse. And I just feel the need to really say that because everyone acts like your life will just be complete garbage as soon as you have a kid. And that's not totally true. Obviously, I also want to caveat, I'm very privileged. I have help, which is really, really helpful. I have childcare. Um, and I also live near my parents who help a lot. So those things make a big difference too. And I think those are things to think about when you are deciding to have a child because it is going to significantly impact your experience. If you can hire help or have help, it makes having a child much easier, which makes it more enjoyable. Being able to have time off <laughs> makes it easier, makes it more enjoyable. You know, there's a direct correlation between stress and sleep and um, having help and like postpartum anxiety and postpartum depression. It is a very real thing. So just that aside. Um, another way my life has gotten better since I've had a child is I feel like – and I'm going to do an episode on this because one of my friends who's also on social media and she's an Instagram therapist too, we talked recently about how our lives have gotten a lot better Um since we've been less obsessed with Instagram or, you know, growth on social media. And I really feel like having a child has – the best way to put it is it has, like, right-sized my ambition. Like, I used to be too ambitious for my own good. I'm not saying you're too ambitious for your own good. But for me, I was so caught up in, like, the numbers and the growth. And I derived so much of my self-worth from work. And – as a result, I kind of felt like I was only as good as, right, like my last Instagram post or my last session with a client or, you know, the last, um, you know, positive feedback I got from people who work for me. It was very, very, very much tied to work. And I felt like I had um, somewhat just like ridiculous – I just compared myself to everyone and I just had these – nothing ever felt good enough. And I was always kind of like, okay, I would accomplish something. And it was like, what's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? I was never able to fully be present with with everything I had accomplished. And not that there's anything wrong with ambition, but for me, it just felt kind of addictive. And, um, you know, like it was really negatively impacting my life. And um, having a child is just really, really wonderful with kind of putting things into perspective. Like when you're having a hard time at work and you get to then be with your child at the end of the day and look into their eyes and see them laugh, um, or I mean, obviously I'm only talking about young 
kids. Obviously, it gets harder if you have a teen and they tell you, you know, that they hate you or whatever. That's really hard. But for me specifically, it does feel like it gives my life alternative purpose um, and kind of brings things into perspective and helps me remember that, you know, it helps me remember what's really important, which I think for a lot of us, what really fills us up and gives us meaning is relationships in our life. And that's been something that's been really a pleasant surprise that's been really, really great. Um, This is a kind of small one, but small talk is way easier when you have kids. I struggle with small talk. I don't like small talk. It is so wonderful when you have a child and you can ask them about their child. You can talk about yours. Um, It is just like much easier to connect with people on a surface level when you have a kid. Not a reason to have a child, but a surprising positive benefit that I definitely did not expect. Um, I also think things just feel um, more fun in terms of get like silly moments. It's so much easier to be present and you get to have these like silly moments in your life when you have a kid that's laughing or you get to see how excited they get about certain things. Like being able to kind of relive your childhood and – parent your child and give your child things that maybe you didn't get growing up is so satisfying. It doesn't mean you'll be perfect. It doesn't mean you can give your child everything, but, or that you're going to like, you know, I think it can also be really unhealthy when parents try to live, relive their childhood through their kids or relive their dreams through their kids. But I'm talking about just being able to rediscover simple things that maybe you loved when you were young that have kind of fallen by the wayside. So I think those are some of the really cool reasons. Um, I think a lot of times other people have told me they knew they were ready when they started being at places and they would see families and they thought that that looked fun or um, they wanted to do kid-type things, or they really realized how much they'd enjoyed spending time with like their nieces or nephews or their friends' kids. And um, I think things like that can also be clear signs that you're maybe moving towards being ready to have children. Here's the thing. People don't talk about how unsure or not they are about having kids. And I think as a result, a lot of us assume by the time someone has a child or has conceived, they are 100% sure about that choice. But I think a lot of people are not. I know I wasn't 100% sure I wanted children even when I was pregnant. And that's because it's really hard to be 100% sure about such an important big, irreversible decision. So instead of trying to focus on being 100% sure and having zero doubts, which I think is completely unrealistic, I would instead try to feel like you have over 51%. Most of you is sure about having children. You can also wait longer if you want to wait longer about making that decision. But we can get so focused on being at 100% when most big decisions in our lives or in the world are made by a majority. So thank you all so much for listening. Um, I know I shared a lot about my experience today. So next week I'm actually going to do a follow-up episode where I'm going to answer tons of your questions, give you my general thoughts and ideas about them, give more concrete tips and things that I did that really helped me decide and work through it. And um, I'm also going to share some of your stories. So tune in next week and I'll see you there.
Thanks for listening. To suggest an episode topic or support my work, visit amandaewhite.com. If you're interested in getting therapy for my practice, visit therapyforwomencenter.com. We're based in Philadelphia, but we have therapists serving 27 states across the country.